Chapter 68 of The Giraffe Hunters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Giraffe Hunters by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter 68 Light Out of Darkness. In half an hour afterwards, the hunters had broken up their camp. I feel sorry about having to leave Congo behind, said Willem, as the cattle were being driven across the stream. Not that I care a straw for him, the ungrateful wretch, but that we may be unable to find the spore of the giraffes not having him with us. He and Sporum would be worth everything now. I think, rejoined his brother, there's not much chance of our recovering them. We are now in a settled country where they will find but little rest. They will either be driven out of it or killed by whoever comes across them. I have thought of all that, replied Willem. Still, I shall hope for a day or two longer. I can better survive the loss if nobody else succeeds in obtaining the reward offered for them. But should that brother of whom the boar spoke, as being gone on a similar expedition to ours, should he perform the feat we have failed to accomplish, then I shouldn't care to live much longer. Before they had gone very far, all noticed that there was something wrong with Swartboy, who seemed also inclined to turn back, and was muttering some gibberish to himself as was his habit when in any way perplexed or annoyed. The excitement in his mind at last became too strong to be restrained, and drawing near Willem, he asked, "'What was that, Bass Willem, you said just now, about the brother of dat Dutchman?' "'I hardly remember, Swart,' answered Willem, "'something about his going after giraffes and getting their reward instead of ourselves. Why do you ask?' "'But did they gone north same as we been a-doin'?' yes so the boar told us how long was dat ago seven months i think he said why for you no tell me afore this question willem did not think worth answering and swartboy for a few minutes was left to his thoughts presently he recommenced the conversation boss willem said he i think we best stop and talk a bit congo no fool but swartboy swartboy a fool and no mistake about that well what has that to do with our stopping for a talk asked willem the boar's brother he come back from the north without catch any giraffe replied the bushman i tink he got some now a light suddenly dawned on the mind of hans who stood listening to this dialect the mysterious conduct of congo appeared better than half explained a halt was immediately ordered and all gathered around swartboy Nearly twenty minutes was taken up in obtaining from the bushman the information he had to give. From the answers made to about a hundred questions, the hunters learned that, in the hut where he, Congo, and the Makololo had been so freely entertained, they had seen a Hottentot who had lately returned from a journey to the north. This swart boy had understood from a few words the man had muttered while under the influence of the smoke. During the evening the Hottentot had been called away from the hut, and Swartboy had seen no more of him, nor thought anything of what he had said. Now, however, on hearing that the boar had a brother who had gone northward on a giraffe hunt, Swartboy conceived the idea that the drunken Hottentot had not been there alone. In all likelihood he had accompanied the expedition. It had returned unsuccessful, and the boar's brothers had stolen the two giraffes that were now missing. The more this conjecture was discussed, the more probable it appeared. No doubt Congo had some suspicion that there was something wrong, and he was keeping it to himself lest he might be mistaken. 
Had he stayed behind in the hope of ascertaining the truth? His rude behavior to his former master, in the presence of the boar, might have been only a ruse to mislead the latter, and give an opportunity for carrying out some detective contrivance. It was all in keeping with the Kaffir character, and Willem was but too delighted to think that such was the explanation. I thought at the time I last saw him, said Willem, that there was something in his behavior unlike what would be shown by a traitor. It seemed to contradict his words. I believe that we have all been very stupid. I hope so. I shall go back and see Congo immediately. I shall demand an explanation. He will tell me all, if I can only get the boar out of the way. I have another idea, said Hendrick. The two men we saw hunting for horses, and who told us they had seen our giraffes to the south, were a couple of liars. They did not speak like men telling the truth. I can see it now. We were simpletons to have been so easily deceived. They were the boar's own brothers, the very men who have robbed us. Yes, said Hans, and they had the assistance of Mynheer van Orman in doing it. How easy it is to understand his profuse hospitality now. We have indeed been duped. The belief that the giraffes had been stolen was now universal, and our adventurers were only too glad to think so. They much preferred that this should be the case than to think the animals had strayed. There would be a far better chance of recovering them. It is easy to believe what we most desire, and all agreed that the property had been surreptitiously taken from the shed. Without saying another word, Groot Willem turned his horse upon his tracks and rode back toward the crawl of Mynheer Van Orman. The boar met him outside the enclosures, apparently surprised to see him return. The moment Willem set his eyes upon the man's face, he saw that there was something amiss. He observed a strong expression of displeasure, accompanied with a glance of uneasiness. "'I have come back to have a chat with my old servant,' said Willem. "'He has been with me for so many years that I don't like to part with him on slight grounds.' "'Vert gut,' answered Van Orman. "'You can see him when he come home.' He has goed after the oxen. If you please, take him along meet you when you leave. As the sun was now about setting, Willem knew that the Kaffir must soon be coming in with the cattle, and he rode off from the house in the hope of meeting him. Soon a large herd was seen approaching from the plain, and riding around it, Willem found Congo in company with two Hottentots. While in the presence of his companions, the Kaffir would not speak to him but he was apparently devoting every thought to the task of directing the movements of the herd. His old master seemed unworthy of his notice. We have been all wrong in our conjectures, thought Willem. Congo has really deserted me. No man could keep up such an appearance as he is doing. I may go back again. He was about to turn away when Congo, observing that both the Hottentots had gone a few yards ahead and were busy talking to one another, muttered in a low tone go back boss willem and wait at your camp i come there to-morrow morning willem was not only satisfied but overjoyed those words were enough to tell him that his kaffir was still faithful that he was acting for the best and that all would yet be well he returned to his companions as cheerful and happy as he had been two nights before while sitting by the dutchman's fireside and after the exhilarating influence of the Shiadam. End of chapter 68. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah.